people don't have to die. You hit them and they get back up. I hit them and they stay down. Why are you doing this? Because I think you're a half measure. I think you're a man who can't finish the job. I think that you're a coward. Welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 14, where we're discussing Daredevil Season 2. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. 13 episodes down. Oh, it's beefy, yeah. Binge watching. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just off the top here, we wanted to extend all wishes to Sanjay and his family. They, yeah. they had their little baby this past weekend. Everyone's healthy and happy. Awesome news. Congratulations, yeah. buddy. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got Batman vs. Superman coming up. <laughs> you can't be falling asleep. <laughs> C2E2 was this past weekend. Yes. It's kind of the, the big start to the cons. He says the Chicago. It's the Chicago Comic Expo? Yeah, yeah, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo or something cool. like that. And uh, this is kind of where we get kind of the first pass at, at some of the big panels. So Marvel had a big presence there. Nice, of course. Star Wars had a presence there. Awesome. DC had a presence there. And so we're starting to get a lot of information. And Star Wars and Marvel in particular were dropping a lot about their ongoing comic series, what's coming up in mm-hmm. the next few months. So we're going to see those in the solicitations coming up here. Perfect. The big one, you know, one of the big ones was they had a Star Wars book panel. And, you know, very similar to how last year we had kind of this Journey of the Force Awakens banner. So these comics leading into and these books kind of aftermath, Mm -hmm. giving us a bit of prelude story into the Force Awakens. They're announcing stuff now for Rogue One. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going down. Yeah. So, So we got... Our first look into what's going to be released as far as prelude comics for Rogue One. So we're getting a, a short three-issue series, okay. prelude comic series, to Rogue One and a single one-shot. Oh, okay. And apparently this is going to be right before Rogue One. Wow. And Rogue One is right before Episode 4, yeah. right? Okay. And, yeah. so, and then right after Rebels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's yeah. a very small time frame there. <laughs> so it'll be interesting how they weave these stories in. And there's also a novel dropping called right. Star's Catalyst. Oh, okay, cool. And so that's, you know, another Del Rey book, similar to people that have done um, the Aftermath and Aftermath. stuff like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so we're getting, again, this is tying really close to Rogue One because mm-hmm. of the constrained time frame. And unlike the stuff for Journey of the Force Awakens, which takes place basically right after Return of the Jedi, yeah. and that's both in the comics and the Aftermath, you mm-hmm. know, we're with the new books coming, Bloodline and that, we're going to get a little closer to Force Awakens. Yeah. But this stuff's going to be right on top of, of Rogue One. Nice. Which is kind of nice. And, yeah. And, you know... A lot of this, you don't. I don't think particularly you have to read all of this stuff. No, but it enhances the the viewing of it. Right, you're going in with a little more backstory. Exactly, you kind of have an idea who the characters are. Yeah, and I find Star Wars does such a great job of doing that. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's it's bringing you more into this. You know, I just finished reading uh, Before the Awakening. Yeah, which is the, the stories, three short stories. Yep, and I know you haven't got fully into it. Yeah, so I won't spoil anything. Just but it started. Ray, Poe, and Finn, and yep. it's kind of their backstories right before. Uh, the Force Awakens, That's and so this was released the day of The Force Awakens, so there wasn't mm-hmm. any spoilers going in or anything like right. that. But it's a fantastic read. It's an easy read. Yep, and it touches on a little bit of uh, Finn's. Um, uh, what would you say? Adversary. There. Yeah, yeah. Traitor. Yes, traitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it gives you a little bit more dynamic there, and it helps you understand that battle a little more. Which yeah, it's pretty cool. Does it touch upon a little bit of uh, the guy that leaves the, the marks on Finn's helmet? The one that leaves the bloody. I don't know. So there's there's four 
or three troopers plus Finn. They're in right. like the squad of four, mm-hmm. and it's the, the relationship between all of them, and it really shows like how Finn's like this badass fighter cool. and stuff like that. Cool. And so I don't know exactly who that the stormtrooper is. But based off of kind of how Finn's story ends, it's quite possible that it could be one of these oh, guys. Okay. Particularly, there's kind of like a weak link character in yeah. there that he's always kind of looking out for. Cool. And so it might be him. I don't know. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see going forward if they ever give kind of a name. Because they have their FN signatures, right? Yes, that's so right. So there's no names of these characters. Exactly. And that guy never speaks or doesn't have a... I don't know if he has a designation on his uniform or whatever. Right. But it'd be interesting to see. But that's kind of a cool thing. I never really thought about that. Yeah, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we also had the Marvel comic panel. So they had, I think, Excellent. two or three different panels. that kind of had an all-new, all-different panel. Mm-hmm. And a couple others. I can't yeah. remember exactly like what. Avengers panel? Was that maybe underneath the all-new? Yeah, I think yeah. it was under there. And then they had kind of a Civil War panel, I oh, think, okay. too. Or Civil War Two panel. But they announced some, some cool stuff. So a new Thunderbolt series coming. Yeah. Uh, with Bucky at the helm. Cool. So instead of Baron Zemo. So it's most of the team, kind of the band getting back together. Yeah. But Winter Soldier is going to be leading it leading instead of it. Baron Zemo. Cool. Yeah. So he's probably gonna, you know, stop doing the whole Nick Fury Man on the Wall thing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe so it's interesting you say that because I just started reading Standoff. Okay. Which is this kind of the new kind of event that's contained within the Avengers titles. Yeah. So in Shield, all new, all different, Uncanny, and a few others. Right. That, and Bucky's a little involved in that one, right? Yeah. Bucky's yeah. yeah he comes back from the Wall and yes. being the Man on the Wall and kind of gets involved in that in the early stages. Uh-huh. And actually, I'm quite enjoying it. I've only cool. read the the, the prelude. And the Alpha comic, I think it is. Um, it kind of gives sets the scene, and then it now runs through, I think, four or five different series, okay. multiple issues. So it goes all the way through uh, April, I believe. Nice. Um, so it's going to go all the way through April, and then you're going to jump right into Civil wow. War. Wow. So two. Yeah. Bucky's getting a lot of spotlight then. Yeah, he with is. The, with the movies and everything in the comics. And even with that, they're talking a little bit about the Captain America Steve Rogers series with yep. Cap coming back and that. And they said, really, you know, we've got Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. Bucky's going to be quite heavily in it. And it's a lot of Hydra, Baron Zemo, oh, wow. Red Skull. So we're getting cool. back to the Cap stories that I love. Nice. Is it a little yeah. espionage like you think too? I think so, yeah. Cool. With cool. those particularly with those characters, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's that's right up the, the alley of, of Steve Rogers. Because you weren't a fan of the uh Planet X or is it yeah, Dimension, Planet, Z? Dimension Z, yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. something completely different than what we're used to with Cap and, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a lot less grounded and I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of the art, but I kept with it because I'm a huge Cap fan. But yeah. you know, coming out of that, there's some cool characters that came out of that. Right. Uh, right. Particularly his son I really liked. Yeah. Came out yeah, Ian. Is Nomad is yeah. easy Nomad now. Yeah. yeah. And so that was pretty cool. Cool. Um they also announced Potentially kind of throwing on the idea of a new Jessica Jones series. Yeah. So coming off the you know, Netflix series, mm-hmm. popularity that she got from there. Definitely. And they're talking about, you know, maybe she get her own standalone series, yep. again with Brian Michael Bendis yeah. behind as a writer. It's a good look. And then she's actually gonna be showing up in Civil War Two. Yes. Yeah. In the, the choosing sides. Choosing sides, yeah. yeah. The anthology or whatever it is. Yeah. Which is interesting. I like that move. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good to bring her back into the fold. And I think you're going to see again with, we'll talk about this when we talk about season two of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I imagine to see a lot more of Elektra coming back into the fold yes. and Punisher too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two big characters that had a big impact on that series. Yeah, definitely. They also talked quite a bit about Civil War Two, So they started yeah. to lift the lid, kind of shed some light on this event. We don't know yeah. a whole lot about it. Right. And it seems to be coming kind of almost out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Almost just purely as, you know, we're going to tie into the movie. Exactly. And they're giving us, again, a, another Civil War. So we had the Civil War and Secret Wars. We had yeah. the original Civil War. Yeah, it's a little bit of an overkill. Stuff. So, yeah. But it's, it seems like it's going to be a bit different, yeah. but it's going to be a big event. Oh, you know? yeah. We just rolled out a Secret Wars. Like, I feel Huge. like I just finished it. Yeah, yeah. We're coming into this massive tie-in, you know, almost touching every corner of the Marvel comic oh, yeah. universe. Definitely. So they announced several tie-in miniseries as well as... 
as the comics that it's going to run through. And this is wow. just a start. So yep. it's going to kick off with a, a couple issue prelude in April. Okay. And that will lead into Free Comic Book Day, which is May 7th. Nice. That will be kind of a prelude to the Road to Civil War. Yeah. And then they also announced at this panel an X-Men miniseries, Civil War 2. <laughs> A Spider-Man miniseries. Yeah, of course. This Gods of War miniseries. Oh. Which is focused around Hercules. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Dan Abbott is doing that. So it's probably going to be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And then this anthology series, kind of this choosing sides. Yeah. Which we got a cool image of. Right. Where they kind of reveal the sides. Oh, okay. Of yeah. what our yeah. heroes are going to be Exactly. On yeah, so for Team uh, Captain Marvel... We got Monica, which was, uh, I guess, in the 80s, like the African-American Captain Marvel. Uh, She-Hulk, Ant-Man, Witcher Soldier, Hawkeye, Blue Marvel, Medusa from the Inhumans, Captain America, Steve Rogers, The Vision, War Machine, and Spider-Man, Peter Parker. So that's uh, Captain Marvel's team. Yeah, some, some surprises there, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. And, and, that, that, and that team represents change for the future. Yeah. Right? So, so, so I guess going just quickly going back. So I think this is based around essentially that there's a, a new hero that shows up that yeah. can, can predict the future exactly. to some like very precise degree of accuracy. Mm-hmm. And one side, Captain Marvel's side, yeah. wants to use him to essentially do the minority report thing. Yeah, exactly. And take and arrest superhumans before they essentially commit a crime. Yeah. Where Iron Man's on the other side where yeah. he doesn't want to use this, right? You know, you haven't committed the crime, you're not guilty of anything. Exactly. So yeah. it's, a, it's a different stance from what Iron Man took in the original yeah. Civil War, right? Yeah. You know, he's kind of on the side that you would expect Steve Rogers to be on, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different. And my funny thing is, because I'm, I'm a big Spider-Man guy, as you guys must know, and for Spider-Man to be on this team, it's a little different because it's such a big change. Going back to a brand new day, he supported the whole, uh, made a deal with Mephisto, which is basically the devil, and they <laughs> changed everybody's mind on knowing the secret identity of Spider-Man. And when he did that, it actually had huge uh, backlash. So I'm surprised he'd make such a big move again. So we'll find uh, we'll find out what happens. That's interesting. Team Iron Man now. We got Black Widow, Deadpool, Captain America, which is Sam Wilson, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we got Totally Awesome Hulk, which is the new Hulk. Hercules, Black Panther, and Luke Cage, Thor, which is uh, Foster, uh, Jane Foster, Miss America, and Star-Lord, Daredevil as well. Yeah. So that's it's an interesting uh, teams you got going yeah, on here. Very diverse, which yeah. is pretty cool. You know, we're seeing, you know, I get a lot of things coming out of the woodworks here as yeah. far as characters and that. And as I'm going to be interested to see how these individuals, because there's some characters in there, particularly like Steve Rogers, your Sam Wilson, yeah. stuff like that, how they're following on one side or another. It'd be interesting to see, you know, where the split is. And I think that's where some of this anthology series is going to take us and helping us understand why certain heroes are on one side or the other. Exactly. Who do you think's uh, the weaker team here? What do you think? I don't what know. team are you like, supporting? <laughs> you know, Cap, you know, my man yeah. is on this change the future. Yeah. And so I'm gonna have to maybe take, you know I don't know. I can't base everything off Captain America, I but know. I like this idea of, you know, this whole minority report's kind of a thread that they're going with yeah. in the sense that uh, maybe, you know, just protecting the future and maybe changing it a bit isn't yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, after all they've been through. Yeah. Yeah, see I'm the same kind of way. I mean I, I wanna go team Spidey. Well, which is Team uh, Captain Marvel, but I kind of seem like I'm kind of more on the Iron Man side. That yeah. kind of seems like where I would fall. Yeah. So yeah, we have to see how this lays out. In yeah. The next, because we're getting some books that are already starting to like this Road to Civil War Two, yeah. starting to tie in and that. And exactly. so it's reading through those. It's gonna have to. I'm not gonna choose a side. I don't think going right in. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to let the books kind of sway me one way or another. Exactly. That's the best way to go about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if anyone thinks they're getting away from this, you're sadly mistaken (laughs) if you're a Marvel reader. Because they also announced at C2E2 which books it's tying into. Yeah. So that we're going to have, you know, stories that relate directly to Civil War 2. So I'm going to rattle these off. Cool. Deadpool, Totally Awesome Hulk, Miss Marvel, New Avengers, Nova, Invest Spider-Man, Ultimates, which will see the return of Thanos. Oh. Captain America, Sam Wilson, All New Wolverine, Uncanny Adventures, and probably the rest of them. But yeah. those are the ones that they've announced. Yeah, so you got you got to be invested in them. There's no running from this. No, not yeah. at all. And it's interesting. There's there's really not a lot of Avengers books tying in there. So yeah. I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of them coming into the fold as well. Particularly where we have kind of Captain Marvel, who's yeah. you know one of the, the leaders of A Force. Yep. We get Iron Man. He's all new, all different. Exactly. So I think we're going to see all the books fold into For this. Sure. So. It's going to be expensive few months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just like deja vu all over yeah. again. Funny thing, uh, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, is missing from, from the team. So we'll have to wait and see. Because I think someone did ask the question at convention to see where's Miles. And they kind of kept a mouth shut on there. So Interesting. we'll have to see. Yeah, because yeah. he's quite a prominent figure now yeah. in the Marvel comics. It's Definitely. interesting that he's not kind of front and center. Exactly. So maybe he's playing kind of this, you know, Spider-Man role. Yeah. And where they're kind of tugging back and forth. Exactly. Him, you know, come yeah. this side, come, come over side. here. Yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to see where he falls. And he might be one of the pivotal characters. Yep, definitely. Similar to the Spider-Man Peter Parker role. Exactly. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so we also got this past week a brand new X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Yes. And... <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was dropped in the wake of the build-up to Batman vs Superman, yeah, the Civil and, War trailer, yeah, this unreal Civil War trailer yeah. that we got. It just kind of fell flat. Yeah, me. yeah, I'm there too. I don't know what it is about these trailers. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not really feeling Apocalypse right now. Nope. And I feel like I have really loose connections to the characters that are in it, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting, you know, Scott Summers and yeah. Storm and all that. Yeah. And the first class crew, not a lot of them are left. I'm not, yeah. you know, Jennifer Lawrence is there, yeah, yeah. But I feel like she's pulled away so much from this franchise. Yeah, that she has. I think I, so. Yeah, I just, and, you know, Beast, you know, cool character and all that. And I love the portrayal that James McAvoy has been doing yep. with Professor X. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender. Yes, with Magneto. Magneto. He's been brilliant. Fantastic. But they look like they're taking a back seat a bit. Yeah. To the new team, right? Because yeah. they need this new team to propel them in future movies. For sure. And have a franchise off of them. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, man. Like yeah. I talked to talked to my buddy and he's an X-Men fan from the nineties. Yeah. And he was so stoked about this trailer. He was yeah. all over. He says, you know, I'm more stoked about this than I am for Civil War, <laughs> Batman for Superman, and my well, jaw dropped. I was like, yeah. Are you serious, man? <laughs> it was yeah, like he's he's a, like he read comics almost exclusively in the nineties. Yeah. And that was when X Men were everything. Oh, they were huge. They're they were like, juggernaut. Yeah, exactly. And they had the cartoon yeah. and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Just caught that. <laughs> So, but you know, I don't, I'm not saying this is going to be a bad movie yeah. or anything like this. And I'm going to go see it over oh, the yeah. weekend. And I feel like I do have an attachment somewhat to the universe. Oh, yeah. But again, it's the characters that I'm not feeling a lot from. Definitely. And it could be one of those things, too, that once I get there and get watching the movie, I'm yeah. going to really enjoy it because my expectation level is not very high right now. For sure. Yeah. And those are sometimes the movies where I go in and have the most fun. Yeah. Right. De- Deadpool was an example of that. Is you know, I knew it was going to be good and yeah. funny. But my expectations weren't that high because I don't have a huge attachment to the character. Exactly. And I walked out thinking it's like one of the best comic book movies I've seen in a long time. Absolutely, One I of agree. the funniest movies I've seen in a long yeah, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's awesome. You know, it's, it's the same thing with me. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past, again, I wasn't really drawn into it. The trailers weren't doing it for me. I hated the look for uh, Quicksilver. Yeah. And I went into the movie and I was blown away. I loved it. It was one of my... 
I think it was number two to Winter Soldier in my yeah. comic book movies for that year. I loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm same way. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, I loved that movie. Yeah, and I think too because it had some of those old characters. Yeah, I'm missing a bit of Wolverine. Yeah, I kind of need a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. and because I had the same sentiment going to first class, and I love first class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, there was no Wolverine in that. It was a new team, new characters, almost yeah. like a soft reboot yeah, at, the, at the time. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I go into this with the, that same sort of sentiment, like, ah, you know, I'm not really feeling it, but I walk out just being like, oh, man, that was so good. Mm-hmm. So it, it does look a little bleak, though. Yeah. I, like, and you know what? This probably has one of the best cast in all the in oh, all yeah. the superhero. Like, the cast is phenomenal. I love um, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I really like his voice in the trailer, but I'm still not a big fan of the Ivan Ooze look. No. Um, oh. it's, it's not really selling me. Um the special effects looked a little more cleaned up this time around. If you look at the old trailers, yeah. the special effects were a little funny, especially when Salak does the whole car slice. Yeah. It looks like they cleaned it up a lot this time. And I love her costume. It's like right off the comic. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, and the music. I don't like the choice of music they used for that trailer. No. It's very generic and... Yeah, just... unfitting. I didn't like it. And Jennifer Lawrence's lack of blue, that really bothers me too. Yeah. Yeah, because Mystique was never a big x-men character not necessarily like she was big in the x-men stories but not an x-men member you know so the fact that she's on the team she's not really in the the blue mystique uh skin it kind of throws me off so but you know what this could blow me away this could be yeah. the best superhero movie all year for it all very year, well could right? be you know they're so, going with their big bad yeah and i'm hoping for good things i'm hoping for good things and i really hope they nail scott summers i think scott summers cyclops has gotten like not enough credit or at least yeah. he didn't get enough screen time it wasn't portrayed properly in the, in the old movies, so hopefully they nail the character this time. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, another announcement here of an old fan favorite coming back yeah. to the big screen. Lucasfilm announced Indiana Jones oh, Five dropping yeah. in two thousand and nineteen. Holy! Sanjay and kind of predicted it. He kind of dropped a little uh, Indiana did. Jones reference yeah. last episode. So good job, Sanjay. Yeah, <laughs> and coming with Indy Five. Is Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, and David Cope, maybe? He's the writer. He's the guy that wrote Indiana Jones 4. Yeah, he also wrote some stingers, too, though. Yeah. There's uh, some other stuff. I'm not saying Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> is there anything to brag about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But missing from that list is George Lucas, yeah. obviously. Yeah, the yeah. man that drove the creativity behind this franchise. Yeah. You know, put a lot of himself into this, particularly with uh, Indy 4. Yeah. You know, when we get some of the, the roadsters and the racing and that era, the 1950s yeah. era, that's really where George Lucas kind of came out of, right? For sure. I think Aliens, too. He brought some yeah. Aliens in that yeah. movie. Definitely. <laughs> so, you know, he's still going to get some sort of executive producer yeah, for sure. and they stuff like that, credit. but he has no creative involvement, apparently. No. No. So no. he's not going to touch this thing. <laughs> so, but how do you think they're going to pull this whole movie off? With with the old Harrison Ford, yeah. So I said about that. So he's going to be seventy five ish, seventy six when they start production on this movie. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, there's going to be times when he's running and he looks like a seventy five year old man, and there's going to be times when he's running where he looks like a thirty five year old yeah. man. <laughs> and so you know, like, so the original movies. It took place, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in 38, just before the war. Yeah. And the most recent movie was in 57. Oh, okay. So that, they kind of did that jump along with the age of the characters right. and stuff like that. Which is appropriate. For sure. So this is probably going to have to be set sometime in the mid-60s, I would imagine. Right. And I don't know what they're going to do. I, they're probably going to step away from this, you know, I don't know if they're going to be battling the Soviets again sort right. of thing. They're probably, my guess, is that they're going to play it relatively safe mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, like they kind of did with Star Wars, right? They tugged a lot on nostalgia. Yeah. They made you feel like you were watching the original movies again. Hit some of the similar beats, you mm-hmm. know, some of the, a lot of the similar visualization, 
stuff like that. Yeah. I think they're going to try to take you back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Cool. And give cool. you a story like that again. And stay away from part four, eh? Like, stay away from part four. It. Maybe maybe acknowledge it a little yeah. or something. It's probably still part of canon yeah. and all that. You know, it's it's not like it was directed by someone like, you know, let's, let's, I'm going to use the Brett Ratner where they can just say, <laughs> ah, no, I'm going to ignore that. Yeah. And just kind of reset the universe. I think it's going to be there, but I don't think yeah. we're going to have Shia LaBeouf. No. And, you know, the big question is, is this going to be another attempt of a passing the torch? That's what I was wondering. So I was wondering if you did this movie and you kind of have, you know, Harrison Ford narrating it and he starts off as the old Harrison Ford, but then you kind of have these flashback yeah. sequences when it's played by Michael Fassbender or Zac Efron. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> played by somebody much younger. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. So you're, you're thinking maybe they go with a more of a, a flashback. So he's present day. He's telling a story. Yeah. Or he's doing something in present or his present day. So the 1960s. Yeah. And then something bigger kind of going on in the background, yeah. which actually ties into that. At kind the of, end. because I think they kind of did something like that with part two with River Phoenix playing the young. Yeah. So that was in actually part three. Part three. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Last Crusade. Yeah. And, I, and they pulled that off pretty well. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's a, that's a good point because. You know, there's all this casting rumors going around about um, Young Han Solo. Exactly. Right? And yep. so it's interesting. Would they take the same, same guy? guy? Yeah, that'd be you pretty know, cool. Do you, do you, with one foul swoop, pick up your young Indiana Jones yeah. and your young Han Solo? Right, right. Which I heard, um, the guy from Kingsman, Egerton, yeah, is yeah. kind of in the lead. Yeah, so, so he's good. He's good. I like yeah. him. I have no problem with that. He doesn't that. look like Harrison Ford. No. No. But he's, he's his acting chops are good, and yeah. he proved in Kingsman that he can do the physical stuff. Yeah, and he can carry a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's got those acting chops. So Definitely. I don't know how he'll sound with an American accent or anything. Yeah, like I know. That. That's and, just it. You know, Ken, does he look a little too young to be a professor? Yeah. Or do they go even further back, right? Exactly. Before Raiders of the All-Star can start telling some of this story. Yeah. Like, a, so, like, a, like an origin story of some sort. Yeah, it'd be so. interesting to see what they do. You know, yeah. Harrison Ford's been doing a bit of a of a circuit promoting um, Star Wars: Force Awakens coming on Blu-ray. So yeah, it was officially confirmed April fifth. Cool. So April first on digital download, April fifth on physical. Nice. That's not too bad of a wait. No, no, that's yeah. great. So, nice. I like that. And so he's going around doing some of the stuff, and uh, you know, at the same time, people are talking about you're going to be Indiana Jones again. Yeah. And he is stoked. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's good know, to see. He, yeah. he he seems excited to play the character. Yeah. Um. Apparently, he was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night, and apparently, his contract must be awesome because Jimmy Kimmel goes, you know, are you excited to play? He says, Yeah, I'm really excited. And he goes, Oh, so you've read the script? He's like, No, I signed the contract. <laughs> So he's all on board. That's yeah. great. So yeah. it's 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 all a go, mm-hmm. and hopefully his health holds up. And you know he looks you know, when he's walking around and all that. He looks well. Yeah, and he looks like he's he's having this renaissance again because they're they're talking about blend up blade blade runner. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I and think they might say that they said maybe Ryan Gosling might be in there too, yeah. partnered up with Harrison Ford. Yeah. So, so he's doing yeah, he's doing his Rambo. Yeah, he's yeah. coming back around. <laughs> he's gonna come in and you know, each movie's gonna make, you know, a hundred to two hundred million dollars opening weekends. Yeah. This guy's gonna walk away with, you know, just a ton of money, right? Get an Oscar nom. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Stallone did it. Harrison yeah. can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm super stoked. I yeah. think this is, you know, Indy it's one of my the original trilogies, you know, one of my favorite set of movies. Mm. And I'm just excited to see this stuff continuing. And, you know, I know that Hollywood seems to, you know, just continue to be revisiting old franchises and trying sure. to reinvigorate them. And, and Disney kind of seems to be at the, the forefront of Definitely. this, right? But, you know, for me and you and our yeah. generation, yeah. I'm happy to see oh, it. You yeah, know? Definitely. People might call it stale and people yeah. might call out the lack of creativity. Mm-hmm. But as long as they're producing content, like they showed it with The Force Awakens. Yes. They can reinvigorate a franchise yeah. and produce 
awesome content and essentially open this up again for an entirely new generation. Exactly. And I think that's what they're going to do with this. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, talking just talking through there, your your idea of establishing kind of this young yeah. and kind of having this dual storytelling. I think cool. that's really cool. Yeah, I think it I think it would work. So hopefully and, and it's another way, like you said, to pass the torch to the next generation, the next um actor portraying yeah. uh, Indiana Jones. And you're not relying on Harrison Ford to hold the whole movie across, right? Like, exactly. You know, he was quite a prominent part in Force Awakens. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of other actors that were, you know, taking on the torch. Your Definitely. Rays, your fins and stuff like that. Yeah. So I really like that, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll wait and see. Can't wait to hear more information about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 32 months ago, yeah. Warner Brothers announced... Batman versus Superman. Oh man! At Comic Con, oh. and we are two days, two days away. Away. Oh my goodness! Can you believe it? I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Hopefully, our main man Sanjay. Yeah. Can make it out to the screen. Yeah. Hopefully, we're cheering for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, if not, <laughs> if not, we will tell you everything. <laughs> you've you've been waiting thirty two months, bud. I know you're listening to this. Because <laughs> you got nothing better to do. <laughs> But uh, no, we won't spoil it. <laughs> Unless you're not, you don't show up for the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing a good job staying off of uh, Twitter because yeah. I'm would, I would, going to be honest, I've already been spoiled a couple times with this movie, so it's uh, it's unfortunate. But I might have to come off Twitter for a little bit too. Because yeah, it's, I think it's almost, out of hand. it's almost time to go. You know, almost blackout. Yeah, because I don't I don't want to see anymore. I feel like we've seen it all. And you sure. know, I, I've I've probably been on this podcast. I've probably been the one that's been maybe the most negative towards the amount of. Of footage they've shown, shown and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in by no means do I think this is, you know, I'm super excited for Definitely. it. Definitely. And the, the reactions coming out of it mm-hmm. are interesting because, again, they seem a bit polarized. <laughs> yeah. Fans seem to be loving this. Mm-hmm. You know, the initial reactions coming out of the premieres, you know, particularly on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, they're, you know, they're always short, mm-hmm. non-spoilery. They, they always seem to be quite positive. And so those are the first reactions we're getting. Yeah. And people are loving this. Nice. Like, the fans of the series are going to love it. Yep. It really kicks off the DC Cinematic Universe very well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get everything you wanted of a Batman vs. Superman movie. Yep. And then today, <laughs> roll in the like the critics. Yeah. The people that I guess do this for a living or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're panning this thing. Oh, man. Horrible. And it's it's tough to see, you know. Like, to see, again, another Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. You know, just be so polarizing. Just mixed. And, yeah. You know, because... His like average kind of rotten tomato score, you know, you, we will use this as kind of a proxy to see, okay. you know, what the critics are saying. For all his movies, there's around fifty percent usually. Yeah. And currently, Batman vs Superman. You know, this is a very small population. Yeah. I think there's about you know forty or something like that critics in that weighing in on this on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Really, still get forty percent. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. That's not great because usually out of the gates, you end up with an extremely high score. Like. You take your Winter Soldiers, your Guardians, yeah. Deadpool's and stuff like that. Amazing Spider-Man 2 even. Yeah, yeah, they all landed in your 90% yeah. when you're coming right out of the gates. And that's just a factor of the lack of, you know, most people going on to these things are going on to heap praise onto these yes. things. Where it seems like some of these critics are going on and just literally just dogging this movie. Oh, wow. And I'm just going to read a couple of the, the some yeah. of the more outlandish, <laughs> you know, overlong, underdeveloped, over enti- almost entirely humorless. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, it's just stuff like it's very similar to that, right? Yeah. Constantly threatening to collapse from self seriousness. This wow. epic is way too much for everything, including CGI, Oscars, Oscar winners up the wazoo. Like, wow, I don't know how much this is justified. Like, yeah. we're gonna we'll be the judges of that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, as far as as fans go, 
that they're not taking all this to heart. Yeah, definitely not. Because um, this is one thing that I know Sanjay always tries to stay away from is these particularly these critic reviews. And we knew Sanjay and I spoke over text about this earlier today, mm-hmm. and we knew this was going to happen going in. It's a Snyder movie, definitely. Yeah, and you know his style, his tone doesn't always sit well with critics yeah. for whatever it's reason. It's almost acquired, eh? Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it seems like we're going into more of a Man of Steel territory. Yes, which is something I know Warner Brothers probably wanted to stay away exactly. from. Exactly, in the sense that you're getting kind of these two sides forming. Yeah, and I think most fans of the comic book genre of DC of even the Marvel movies of like of this whole like comic book movie genre yep. are going to like this movie. It nice. seems to from the fans and the reaction it seems to be delivering on what it promised. Mm-hmm. But again, going into this thing, don't expect like this like Oscar <laughs> character and and you know this whole dramatically driven yeah. story. This is a comic book exactly. movie. Exactly. Like, don't expect like a Deadpool comedy, right? No, like, no. you know, humorless, really? Yeah. yeah. They've 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 selected a tone and that was, you know, delivered in Man of Steel. Exactly. And that's was delivered in the trailers as well. Yeah. You know, they're go and they're moving forward with that. And yeah. whether that's you know a mistake or not, I don't know. I guess that that's yet to be told. Yeah. We'll see coming out of this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is this is the weekend for the DC Cinematic Universe, yeah. right? Yeah, a lot writing on it. And you know, almost some at times, almost too much. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. And I think if they can get through this weekend, you know, with the fans on board, the yeah. fans supporting, and kind of drowning out the sounds of, of the critics in that, exactly. I think that the DCU is going to kick off on a, on a good foot here. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. hearing good things like we mentioned before, uh, before we recorded, Gal Gadot is getting some good, good feedback in this movie coming yeah. out of this movie. So that's cool to hear because I know there's a lot of. Um, I guess you could say haters out there that were kind of questioning her casting and, yeah. and her lack of dialogue in the trailers. And, and to hear that she's come out portraying Wonder Woman like she should, I, I think that's, um, we can all be happy and breathe yeah. now a little that's bit after that. That's going to be probably a relief for her as she's, what, three quarters of the way through production yeah. of Wonder Woman? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Can't recast her now. No. So this thing's looking for a global opening of about $350 million, well, which is good. So that's yeah. like probably in like 100 to $160 million domestic. Yeah, uh, opening, which yeah. I think is still low. I think it's going to go higher. Than that. Yeah, well, did you have a prediction? I think we had predictions, but I don't think we mentioned them. The, the, the yeah, last episode. in the in the past, I've, I've mentioned between 180 and 190. I think it's going to be like Age of Ultron. Like, yeah, cool. If cool. it's if it if it gets as good word of mouth, which you know I might stumble on the block here. Yeah, a bit, but hopefully it picks up over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna, what are you thinking? I'm thinking about 180, 175, yeah. 180. I'm kind of sitting at. Yeah. yeah, you know, underperforming for me is if it performs around a Man of Steel. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yeah, like if Man, Steel, if Man of Steel makes 110, this you put Batman and you make automatically more than 50 million dollars. Yeah, that's true. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So we're here to talk Daredevil season two. Oh, <laughs> what a season! Yeah, slash Punisher season yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we powered through this. Yeah. Thing. You know, it's 13 episodes long, mm-hmm. all ranging from about 45 minutes. To 50. 50. I think the last one was about 60 minutes. Yeah. Last. And I'm going to show my cards here yeah. right at the gate. This was unreal. Excellent. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but one of the things, you know, looking at this, well, before we go right into spoiler territory, I think we're yeah. going to jump almost right into it here. Yeah. But do you think it was too long? The season itself or the, or the episodes? Yeah. The season the itself? The season itself. Like, so yeah. we're talking almost, we'll, we'll say 12 or 11 and a half hours or something yeah. like that. Of, of watching and I know because you know we we wanted to review it and stuff like that we yeah. decided to binge watch it For right sure. through and that makes it a bit more difficult because you don't have the time to spread it out yeah but you know I, I talked about when we talked a bit about Daredevil season one mm-hmm. how I felt that the 
first season, and same with Jessica Jones, it probably could have done with one or two episodes less. For sure. Just content-wise. Like, it seemed there's some bigger lulls, and they could have, you know, tightened up some of the storytelling yeah. and cut off, like, a, a, an episode or two. Yeah. What did you think about this season? Do you think that they, they could have done something like that? To be honest, I, I love it. I, I think they had a lot to cover this season. And I, I like, uh, was it 13 episodes? I think I think they did a good job with it. Um, you had Electra to cover, The Hand, Punisher from the costume, uh, Foggy Nelson and uh, Karen Page had such big yeah. stakes in the season. I think they did a good job of covering everybody. So I, I like the 13. I didn't even feel like it was really 13 episodes. No, yeah. and I, I agree yeah. fully with you there. Like, yeah. I felt that it was it was very tight. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any big lulls. There might have been one episode that had a bit of a lull. A little in it. fat on there. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, yeah. this was this spent a lot of time kind of setting up other things yeah. too. And I found myself kind of in the last couple episodes being like, you know, touching the mouse, seeing like, oh, how much time is left? Yeah. Like, how are they going to wrap up this, this, and this? Yeah. And so I wanted more coming For sure. out of this, right? Yeah. I was, you know, and sometimes I found myself I was. I had no idea what was going on. Right. And all I wanted to do was like, let's hit this next episode. Yeah, just jump right into it. Yeah. And yeah, so phenomenal. And really really the barrier for entry for this too is, you know, you don't have to see any of the Marvel movies. No. You don't even have to really see Jessica Jones. No. There's some of the parts that enhance it. Seeing Daredevil season one is almost a must. Yeah, definitely. Because it sets up the character. Mm-hmm. But I think the season benefited a bit from that that first season setting so much up as definitely. far as Daredevil. Yeah. And we just get right into Daredevil kicking yeah. ass. Oh, right off the bat, he fought Punisher first episode. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we're going to jump right in here into spoiler territory. Yeah, guys. So spoilers from here on, you know, just we, so we can talk a bit more freely about the plot, about yeah. characters and story development, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers if you haven't seen this. And we're going to be jumping all over the place, so we're not going to go through this chronologically or anything. Right. So we're just going to kind of hit certain kind of high level stuff, particularly with some of the characters, costumes, stuff like that. Awesome. Um, so we're going to be all over the place. One thing that, you know, we, we did kind of allude to here is this is a lot denser season, I found. Yeah. Um, the first season focused a lot on Daredevil, mm-hmm. Wilson Fisk, yeah. uh, a bit on Murdoch and Nelson. Yeah. I felt that Foggy didn't get as much time to shine in the first yeah. season. Yeah, and he, he's, a little, he's a little shaky, yeah. his character, or yeah. the acting at least for him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in this season, we get multiple storylines, yeah. multiple brand new big characters yes. in the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of these stories kind of weaving in and out of each other. Right. And like I said, at times I found myself kind of confused at what was going on, yeah. particularly when we got to some of the, the deeper, more mystical yes. ends of things. Like the chase and yeah. the hand. Yeah. So I got a little more confused there, but mm-hmm. I felt like that when going through, everything tied in rather well. Yeah. Even bringing in characters, which we'll talk about in a little bit, from yeah. season one that were unexpected. Yes. But did you find any of the, the the denser storytelling harder to get wrap your head around at times? Like, were you ever kind of confused or lost or anything like that? I, I, w- I would say going back to uh, the mysticism yeah. part, that was a little a little tricky there. I don't know if it's because I was binge watching it pretty late. <laughs> I was a little tired or not, but I found that was a little uh, a little funny to follow. Yeah, um, I really liked the courtroom and the the lawyer yeah. stuff going on this season. I liked it last season, but they really everything was stepped up. Everything was enhanced. Yeah, um, what's the character's name or the actor? Charlie Cox does an yeah. incredible job playing Daredevil. Yeah, right. He, he just stepped it up. His portrayal is unreal. It's so great. Like, and it's so human at the same time. Even when he's in the costume, you still know he's a human underneath that suit. 
and he's he. It's very easy to go Batman, right? It's yeah, very yeah. easy to just have this guy and just grunt and just kick ass, and and he has all the answers. But this guy goes out there, and gets his ass kicked day in day out. Yeah, and yeah, just incredible job. This guy is so believable at what he does. Yeah, so. and when you put him opposite John Berthold's Punisher, oh, who is goodness. the breakout character, in, yes. my, in my opinion, of the series, absolutely. When you put them opposite, and particularly you know that that scene on the roof when they're debating their ideologies, oh, you believe so much coming so out of their mouths, right? Yes, and you believe like how real and and how, you know, I'm going to say good, for lack of a better word, that Daredevil is. You know, he believes in humanity. He believes yes. in, in helping people. Yeah. And you really believe that coming from Charlie Cox's performance, even yeah. behind a mask, right? Yeah. All you're seeing. And it's not like he has the benefit of emotion on his face because yeah. a lot of it's dark. You're not seeing his eyes. He can't see his pupils. Yeah. yeah. And so he's conveying a lot of that through his body, yeah. through his body language. It's fantastic. Which is great. And then, and then even Punisher convinces you, like, you know, he's telling you where he's coming from. He's telling you why he does what he does. And you're yeah. kind of like, yeah, I kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, you're rooting for both of them. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, too, with Punishers. I, I, can, I likened it to. Have you ever watched the, the uh, series Sons of Anarchy? Uh, the two episodes, yeah. yeah. So it's both this biker gang, and mm-hmm. they're just horrendous people. For sure. But you find yourself continually cheering for them. Yeah. And wanting to learn more about these people and becoming invested in these people. Right. And I found myself with Punisher becoming so invested in this character, being like, you know, he's doing awful things. Yeah. And there's a few moments, particularly when he's in court, where I'm kind of like, oh, I took a step back and was like, yeah, he really is killing people's fathers and brothers yeah. and stuff like that. And maybe these are horrible people, but then looking at Daredevil's side when he says, you know, these people need help. They yeah. don't need to be in jail. They don't need to be killed sort of thing, right? Exactly. So I found myself kind of going back to having this internal moral debate. Like, yeah. do I support Punisher who's going out and just murdering people? Right. Or do I support Daredevil more? His methodology, which Punisher calls out at one yeah. point, says like, you put these guys in jail and then they, they're back on the streets a year or two later. Yeah, no, the showrunners do such a good job of, of grabbing the audience and pulling them in each direction of where do you side with their differences yeah. with their beliefs. It's fantastic. And then you throw Elektra into the mix. Yeah. Who, again, yeah. is one of these people that are is playing back and forth. So you have kind of this opposing characters. You have Punisher on one side, yeah. Daredevil on the other, and they have Elektra in the middle who's flipping back and forth. Exactly. You know, she could be Punisher yeah. or she could be Daredevil. Exactly, right? yeah. And it's, so it's this interesting juxtaposition of characters. Definitely. Particularly with those three because morally you have two ends of the spectrum and then you have someone that's sitting in the middle. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we talked about kind of Punisher being introduced so early on in the season, right? Yes. This wasn't, they didn't wait, like Wilson Fisk, I think, was episode two or three. Yeah, in the season one. And it was interesting that they brought him in so early. I was, yeah. I was expecting, you know, they're going to build this, they're going to roll on, yeah. they're going to kind of say, you know, give hints, and now he's going to shoot some guys through some windows. Mm-hmm. But no, like, we come right out of the gate, oh, and man. there's Punisher, and the next episode, these guys are, are brawling. Oh, or is the first yeah. episode he shot him in the head, right? Or is that second? Uh, I think that was the second, because yeah. Foggy finds him in episode three. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, we're right in. We get right into it. Oh, right? like just gun blazing! Yeah. It's oh man. And I love that line. I said it when we, we were getting pumped up for a couple episodes ago. Like that, yeah. he looks at him and just goes bang. Yes, he shoots him right in the forehead. He delivers yeah. that. Oh yeah. man, his and his story is is quite complex, right? It's Definitely. kind of like layers and layers of conspiracy theories, right? And you know, we're gonna we'll jump around. We'll kind of take Punisher story here and kind of just shove it into one kind of discussion here for but, sure you know we see him we see him coming out of the gates and we get some idea of you know why he's doing this yes the fact that he's you know an afghan um an iraqi war vet yeah um he's got tons of training you mm-hmm. know you know hand-to-hand Definitely. all the guns all that kind of stuff 
and he's going and killing these three different gangs. Yes. Right? The Dogs he... of Hell, which do make an appearance in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, cool. So a nice little tie. There's, uh, I think that's in season two. It's when one of the Asgardians show up. Nice. So we see a nice little tie there. Awesome. And then we get the Irish. Going to the Irish, I thought it was so cool to see focus on like an Irish gang yeah. in New York. You know, it's, it's so easy for them to always do the stereotypical like... Uh, mafia, the Italian mafia, yeah. or the triads, or yada yada. But it was really cool that they they showed these the, the Irish, and they're there's there's some bad bad yeah. dudes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought it was really cool how you know with the Punisher they just didn't have because I th- I think it would have gotten kind of repetitive mm-hmm. if they just had him each episode he's fighting Daredevil a bit and then he goes and shoot a bunch of people. Exactly. This. I thought it was cool that they they kind of wrapped that edge like he only went on this kind of. This, this terror streak, if you want to call it that, for a couple episodes. Yeah. And then he was essentially caught by Daredevil, Daredevil. Yeah. and he was turned into the cops. And then they kind of wrapped him into this whole, the legal aspect, the yes. foggy and Karen Page yeah, part of it. Yeah, that was brilliant. And so you had the presence of, of Punisher because every episode I'm like, Punisher's got to come back. Give him back. Yeah. 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 And the fact that he's in this courtroom and they're using that aspect, this Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah. And, you know, we're starting to see Matt pull away from that portion of yeah. his life. Yeah, and Foggy really grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his character, Sean. Oh, yeah, because he's really at the point where he's like, you know what? I don't need Matt. Yeah. I can do this all on my own. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we see Karen Page developing a lot. Yeah. I found that she was a little bit of damsel in distress too many times. A, a like little she, bit. A she little always, bit. always seemed to be there. But I guess he needed this character that was bringing these people together. For sure. For sure. But I yeah. thought it was brilliant. Yeah, the way they continue to develop the Punisher's story and yes. background and origins through you know the the legal aspect of mm-hmm. this and through kind of foggy kind of investigating this and karen page investing in this so you're progressing two storylines yeah and giving characters screen time exactly as opposed to just kind of building a punisher centric story right yeah which could have dominated the season definitely but it was just a, a very nice piece a supplemental piece mm-hmm. of the season right yeah absolutely agree so we you kind of get the development of of Punisher, we understand that his family was shot, and we, yeah. we kind of get that it was the, the three gangs, and mm-hmm. got caught in the crossfire, caught in crossfire, and he took the shot to the head. Yeah, which is cool because it's it's as an audience, you kind of left to determine: okay, the shot of the head, did he actually lose a piece of his mind, or yeah. did, is it himself that's just like I buried Frank Castle, and I'm now going to embody yeah. the Punisher, you know, and do as I see fit to save uh, Hell's Kitchen. Exactly, right. and it's really cool how they use the. They continue to go back to the X-ray of his yes. head. And that's kind of where he starts to develop exactly the, his whole persona a bit. Yeah, and, and then, then even the logo, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the one of the coolest things was we'll talk about it when we talk a bit about the fight scenes. But yeah, you you want to use does the prison fight scene? Yes, and the guy his face yes. falls off and it's implanted, or you know, yeah, and he the... sees it in the water. Oh, I love that. I that was, love that was so, you know because there's always you know you're always thinking when you're watching these things how are the how are they gonna contrive a reason why all of a sudden Daredevil sprays a you know a, a skull on his head. yeah or yeah. Daredevil yeah yeah becomes and it's kind of like you know how do these characters how do you develop these in this kind of more grounded universe yeah and that was just oh, just so it's great good. it's a lot better than I think was it Warzone when his son handed yeah. him the t-shirt this will protect you yeah, yeah. get out of here this yeah. this I love what they did instead right <laughs> yeah and so one of the cool things too they did with Puncher was you know it would have been very easy for them to say yep PTSD yes and you know he's crazy. Yes. He's off his rocker, but he he comes in the scenes. And I'm sane. Yeah, and maybe he's not. Yeah, but they they kind of kind of teeter on the edge of that. But at the same time, they didn't take the easy road. Yeah, right? he's like, no, like I'm not like this. You know, he's like it's a disservice to the people that actually suffer from that um, P, was it P, uh, PTSD. PTSD, right? Yeah. So I, I really I really like what they did with that character because that's, that could have been such an easy way to just write him out that yeah, way. Yeah, and so. just say he's crazy. Exactly. And jail and and, yeah. that, and then we get him kind of entering prison. 
Yes. And that's when we get kind of the introduction oh, of man. a character who was unfortunately spoiled. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Entertainment Weekly. Oh, man. Your headline spoiled it for me. Yeah. You know, I was on Twitter. It was my own fault, I guess. <laughs> they said, oh, unexpected villain makes return to Daredevil Season 2. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. so that is obviously Wilson Fisk. Yeah. <laughs> But As I was watching, I was like, oh my god, they're, they're going to show the big man. And when you see the guy bench pressing, I'm like, he's, it's Fisk. It's Fisk. He's bench pressing sure. an enormous weight. Yes, <laughs> which I love because in the comics, yeah. you know, you know that, okay, he looks fat, but he's only like 2% fat. Yeah. And everything else is muscle. So I really like that they put that in there. You yeah. Know? yeah, fantastic. And you know, we'll talk a bit more about that, those scenes, when you get mm-hmm. to talk a bit more about Wilson Fisk and that. But what did you think of this whole blacksmith plot thread? It was okay. That's That's kind of my one... I have I have another weakness after, but we'll talk about that later. But that was another week. That's one of my few few weaknesses I yeah. had for this season. I would have to agree. I thought yeah. it was going to tie a lot more into the hand and chase thing. Yes, I thought the blacksmith was part of the hand or something exactly. like that, and that's how we were going to get all of them back together. Yes, as opposed to what happened was it turned out it was his again spoilers. It was his the colonel or whatever yeah. that was or the, the captain commander or, in the charge commander, in the first yeah. place, right? Yeah. And so then you get kind of this weird kind of almost I would say rush story. Yeah. Of all of a sudden, it was like his former uh, commander and some of his um, colleagues that end up. So when he's on the boat there, yeah. the one guy yells at him, you know, it's been a long time, Frank Castle. Yeah. And that's the dude from the picture. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, I got going. I was like, and I was thinking about it in um, in between kind of viewings. Mm-hmm. I was like, my, I'm going to guess that the blacksmith is this commander. Like, you know, the guy's kind of a prominent actor. He's yeah, in he's, stuff. he's always a warden or chief yeah. of some sort. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, you know, are they going to take the easy route out and make him this blacksmith to close out this this loop of this Punisher story? Exactly. And I really thought it was going to be something a lot bigger. Yeah. And I have to say, yeah, that's one of the weaker points, I think, absolutely. of the Punisher story. Yeah. All absolutely. around fantastic. Oh, yeah, incredible. But I think they kind of took the easy way yeah, out there. Yeah, rushed that. And, you know, yeah. they could have left some more open threads. And, you know, this he's got to get a spinoff. He has to. But He has to, yeah. Is he going to show up in Defenders, maybe? Yeah, the cro- the good, crossover. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the reception that he's getting. You know, I haven't heard a single person say that, any, that John Berthold's performance as Punisher has been anything. Oh, it's, it's, it's you great. Know, outside it's, of Fantastic, right? It's straight out of Frank Miller and, um, like, the, yeah, it's just right out of the Frank Miller yeah. comics, you know. Uh, There's a great comic, actually, I have down here, uh, Daredevil and the Punisher called Child's Play. It's written by Frank Miller in 1982. Yeah. Fantastic. It's, and this guy's just right out of that comic. Yeah. yeah, he's, and the way that John Berthold carries himself. Oh. And, you know, he's very stoic yeah. and methodical. Yeah. And you believe him when he's, like, you know, and some of the stuff is brutal. Like yes. what he does, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, just a couple times he beats a guy's face with a back butt yeah. of a gun. Oh, my goodness. And, and he's that twinkle in his eye that just yeah. has, like, he's he's a little crazy. Yeah, the trigger finger. Oh. Yeah, so when he finds all the weapons and his fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. good. Yeah, so he, good. he's fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. And, I, yeah, great move to bring him into the fold. Definitely. Here. You know, he fits this universe so well. Yeah. And he fits this particularly the Daredevil series mm-hmm. and yeah. you know I I have nothing but good yeah, things to say just, I'm so glad he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. thing, right? and yeah. he's someone that they could easily bring into like all these characters actually you know yeah. coming coming out of this season in particular if if Daredevil showed up in Civil War and Infinity oh, War Punisher man. whatever like there's no problems bringing those characters into the Definitely fold not. right it's you know when you look at a show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which I'm, I'm a fan of I yeah. watch it yeah. and that looks like it's harder to fit back in the Marvel Universe, even though it ties probably... More directly. Yeah, more directly into it. Mm-hmm. But these 
these characters, oh man, like yeah. all of them just are fantastic. Like to see to um, that Punisher have some dialogue with Chris Evans, Captain America, oh. right out of the Civil War comic, you know, to see those two banter, oh man, I'd be uh, blown away. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that we get a drop or something in yeah. Civil War about what's going on in Hell's Kitchen. Exactly, like that. exactly. Yeah, we have lots of, we'll talk about some Easter eggs a little later on. For here. sure. But let's talk a little bit about Daredevil himself. So, yeah. you know, we kind of talked a bit about Charlie Cox's portrayal of him as, you know, being a real a real character, you know, you know, very grounded and human character. Yes. But we start to get into a bit of, you know, we alluded to a bit here, the mysticism of Daredevil, right? Yeah. And me not being super familiar with the comics, at first that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Because I'm expecting, at times, Daredevil to be a lot like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Very grounded. You know, you're, you're always fighting people that, you know, have basically just weapons and fists. Exactly. Right? And this master plan to fall back on. Exactly. Yeah. But we get in here, we get Daredevil kind of, at first running around fighting Punisher. Yeah. And then we start to see, you know, the introduction of Elektra mm-hmm. and this whole hand and chase, which yes. dominates the back half of the season. Yeah. And for me, I found, you know, it took me a little bit to get into this particular portion of Daredevil's storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that it was it was almost too out there for me. Yeah. But once we got into the story a bit more, I think they they kind of explained it a bit because this whole hand it was alluded to a bit, you know, in the in some of the the posters and also the uh, trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they touched on it a little bit in season one. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know, because mm-hmm. they got them a bit mixed up with the yakuza. And stuff yes, like that. It's, exactly. And so they kind of alluded to that a bit at the start. Yeah, and they clear that up in the season. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That you know that guy says, you know, who says I was with the yakuza? Exactly. Oh, yeah. love it. So good. But I, I really see them building this kind of whole mysticism. And this is going to tie in well to Iron Fist, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, because you had yep. Madame Chow making another appearance. Yes. You had a nice cameo there. Yes, because she ran off in the last season, right? Yeah. Yep. And this whole idea of, you know, the hand and this these ancient uh, war going on, stuff like that, that fits really well with this Iron Fist thing. Exactly. So it's going to tie that series in a lot better, I think too. so. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had some kick-ass fight scenes, but one of them in particular, so when... We talked about it there a second ago. Mm-hmm. When Daredevil shoots, or Punisher shoots Daredevil in the head. Yes. And he loses his hearing. Mm-hmm. How terrifying would that be? Oh my goodness. Right? Yeah. It's brutal. He he relies on that so much. Yeah. And when he when he lost that, it was just, he felt for the guy. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And yeah. I, I think what that really set up in a, in a neat way was when he can't hear the... The hand soldiers you can't mm-hmm. hear their heartbeats and they can only hear their weapons and stuff like that that to me set up that aspect of how much he actually relies because you know basically he, he sat there all night yeah waiting for his hearing to come back yeah because he couldn't move you can't see you can't hear you can't exactly. do anything right and he relies off off that sense in particular his hearing yeah to do everything and then we see that come back around in a nice way when he's fighting the hand soldiers yeah like he can't hear them and so at first he's listening to their swords and then they figure that out yeah and then yeah stick tells them you know You'll listen to their breathing. Exactly. Oh man. And yeah, Charlie, he kills it. He kills it. Yeah, he delivers. He's he's fantastic. Like he was great in the last season, and this season he just brought it up like ten notches. Yeah. Yeah. And like I just mentioned there, mm-hmm. Stick comes yes. back into the fold. I thought great. it was a bit cliche, yeah. kind of how he showed up, right? Because it was like, great, Electra's down. Oh yeah. And Daredevil's gonna get stabbed in the yeah. face. Yeah. And he kind of jumps in off the the ceiling there. Goes underoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i feel that uh it was a little cliche how he just kind of came in at the perfect time yeah right but at the same time they kind of explain it a bit how 
you know, they delve a little bit more into this, you know, big war that he's been fighting for his whole life yes. and stuff like that. So it does make sense mm-hmm. why he was kind of there and stuff like that. But I found it a bit... <laughs> a bit <laughs> a ha- yeah. yeah. But what did they ever explain why they had that humongous 40-story hole? See, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, you pick I, up on it, okay. Yeah, I didn't get anything off that one. No, yeah. so, like, I, that's kind of another dangling plot thread, right? Yeah, are they going to come back to that, or... And what they're doing. Like, yeah. I don't know why there's this enormous hole in yeah. the middle of, of New right. York. Okay, so... Yeah, I, yeah I, that's, I didn't, that's interesting. Yeah, so maybe something I have to come back to, if yeah. you guys have Because those, those kids weren't at the bottom of that thing. No, the, no, the no. Guy, yeah, they, I don't so, think so, yeah. Yeah, so I, But they're I in a different building, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so we have the the appearance of Electra. Now, yeah. the only other we have two cinematic appearances of Electra, yeah. played by Jennifer Garner. Yeah. So in the Ben Affleck Daredevil series, two thousand three. Yeah. And then she had a follow on yeah. series a couple Solo years movie. later. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but she's she's back in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think of the, the actress? Didn't like her. You didn't like her. Yeah, really? I didn't like. Oh. I, I I loved how they wrote the character. Yeah. I love what she brought to the table. I love how she drove the story. But I gotta admit, I felt like she's just forced. I thought I felt like she's just forced in in my viewings that she's just like, don't forget about Electra. Here's Electra, and when she showed up, I thought she kind of had the, the the accent wasn't really doing it for me. Um, I just felt, yeah, I just I just felt really forced that I'm meant to like this character, as opposed to um, Punisher just sold me, Karen's uh, Karen Page sold me, Foggy sold me. everybody sold me in the show, and when Electra showed up, I was just like, I really love what they tried doing with you, but. The actress herself wasn't selling it for me. Okay, interesting. Because yeah, yeah. I found she grew on me more as right. the series went. Mm-hmm. And I liked her kind of the, the more of the origin stuff that they did with her. Oh, yeah, the in flashbacks? The, yeah, in the later season. So that was pretty cool how they developed yeah. her character. But I can see she was, I guess, the weaker of the, the new yeah. introduced characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think towards the end, she got particularly strong. Definitely. I found sometimes, I could see in the acting a bit... Where when she's debating, you know, is she good? Is she bad? Yeah, there's a lot of this back and back forth. Back and forth is a little too much. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it was a little too much. I did like how it it was going back and forth between pun- basically being a Punisher or being oh, yeah. Daredevil was kind of yeah cool. that worked for me. As far as the fight scenes and stuff like that, she's you know pretty quick and oh yeah the physicality of her. But I yeah I have to agree she's the weaker, but I still liked her portrayal. Cool, cool, yeah. I found it funny though that you know Daredevil's in this like combat armor with a helmet. Yes. And all this kind of stuff. And she's in like this skimpy outfit with like her arms exposed, her legs exposed. Right. And I'm thinking to myself like the guy beside you is like armored up. Like he's got this special stuff that he can't get oh, stabbed. Yeah. And yeah. he's got his bucket on. And and she's sitting there just like barely in anything yeah. with this thing over her face. I'm like, man, no wonder you're getting sliced yeah. to pieces. It's like, like Murdoch, introduce her to your yeah. tailor right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which comes later. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about the mysticism and stuff like that. And kind of going back to kind of the hand chase thing. So we had Nobu coming back. Yes. And they're bringing this idea of resurrection, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that's pulled right from the comics. Definitely, yeah. Um, this idea. So Electra goes through multiple, multiple phases of, of resurrection. Yeah. And sometimes she's resurrected and she's evil. And sometimes yeah. she's resurrected and she's fine and stuff yeah. like that. But Sometimes she's a squirrel. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know... They were setting up this whole idea of resurrection throughout the series. Yeah, I found, and the last scene we see, again, I know we're in spoiler territory, but spoiler mm-hmm. again, yeah. is Electra gets stabbed yes. by Nobu, killed. Mm-hmm. Very similar way to she, she gets killed in the comic books by Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. The, the side through the heart, exactly. Which is pretty cool in the final battle. Yeah, but it's turns out that yeah, she's the black sky and yeah. all this kind of stuff, which I didn't fully understand. What right. was going on yeah, there. Like she was the black sky the whole time and. Stick knew, but he kind of tried keeping it under the wraps. But at the same time, he had no problem trying to dispose of her too. I yeah, think. So I, I was, it's confused oh, there. And I thought yeah. 
Yo, when they said it was a person and they referred to it as it, I thought maybe it was going to be like something else, like a human or like a, a superpowered being. Yeah. Because she doesn't seem, other than being like, you know, well-trained and seeming like as you're leaving the little child being able to be yeah. crap out of like, you know, mature men. Yeah. It just, she didn't seem to have any sort of like superhuman strength or powers or anything like exactly. that, Exactly, right? yeah. She's very well-trained. So I never fully understood if she's something special. Right. And maybe that's something that they're going to continue on with in Daredevil Season 3 or something right. like that. Yeah, um, they made it out like she had like this kind of like bloodthirst. And, yeah. Um, Arrow, if you watch Arrow Season 4 right now, they, they're doing that similar with her the sister. She kind of has this, this um, constant... She's always going out for blood. She has to kill in order yeah. to keep her sanity. So with... This electric character, I thought they're going to try and do the same thing, but they didn't. So that's why it's kind of lost. Where I'm like, okay, well, what's so special about her? Yeah, you know, except it, for being like a very trained assassin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you watch this. With my wife, she was a bit confused too. She kind of says, you know, particularly at the end when the, they reveal to her, you know, you're the Black Sky, you're the one leader of the Hand, and they kind of bow down to her and all that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she just snaps mm-hmm. and is has flip sides again. And yeah. Where my wife was sitting there, in particular, and she kind of goes like, "What just happened? Yeah. Like, did did I miss something? Did she say something?" So I found that they that that storyline in particular, I think it they were using it more as a setup for something in the future more. Yeah. Because we do see her after she's killed, she's buried. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene we see is her essentially getting resurrected. Exactly. And finally showing what's in that vault or yeah. phase or yeah, tomb or whatever. What was in that thing? Yeah, right? and they yeah. and they never fully developed that idea. It looks yeah. like it's some sort of like sarcophagus or something like that. Yeah. And they never again developed and I think this is because it spent some time setting this whole mysticism. So maybe we'll see this in an Iron Fist or something. Yeah. But this whole like almost like zombie kid thing. Yeah. The, the blood drain. Like, yeah. I never All fully got what was going on there. Exactly. And maybe that has more, you know, you see more of that evolution in the comical or a bit more yeah. that I'm just not familiar with. But I was like, you know... All of a sudden, these kids are up and they're kind of like zombies. Yeah. They're cutting their wrists. Yeah, and then and then the father gets taken out, so you assume it was them. But then yeah. when like the hand comes, they they're just running away like little yeah. cowards. So like, could they, do these kids have some kind of fighting techniques that we don't know about? Yeah. Like it's really weird. I was half expecting like an army of these kids to show up yeah. at some point, and so they never really got into that. And right. so I'm guessing, like my interpretation of it is, you know, with no booze, so they're setting up this whole resurrection idea. Right, is that. I guess you, you put you in this jar or whatever, and they fill this thing full of blood yeah. or something, and you become resurrected. Resurrected, but there must be some kind of um, um, reaction. You know, yeah, so they said they're putting something into them, effect, and like right? they were like that was incubating it in their yeah. system. So I have no idea what was going yeah, on it's, there. It's a little weird. Is is a little weird that part? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, do you think she's gonna come back as maybe a villain in season three? Oh yeah, I think she's yeah. definitely gonna come back full on, just badass Electra. Yeah. I think she's just she's gonna be yeah, just this crazy assassin. Because yeah. she spent some time as Wilson Fisk's assassin in the comics. That's right, as well. exactly. So you yeah, know, does she him. come back and does he come back into the fold and you yeah. know basically take you know a portion of of New York as to where the the hand was kind of. You know, building towards kind of kind of ruling the underworld or whatever. Yeah, and then he ends up with her as an assassin. Exactly. Then we end up with this bigger battle of her and Daredevil. That'd be really cool. I actually so. really like that idea. So you know what though, I was really hoping that I, I'm glad they didn't just throw it in for the sake of throwing it in. But I really wanted Bullseye to be the one yeah. to give her that that blow. But what I'm hoping for is that they build up Bullseye and he does it to Karen because in the comics, Karen Page is done. She gets killed, okay. right? So I'd really like to see Bullseye be the one to you know. That's interesting. That. Yeah. Because in the comics too, there's a battle between Elektra and Bullseye to become Wilson Fisk's 
main assassin. Okay, cool. So that yeah. we could see something like that develop. Right? As well yeah, too. that'd be cool. Yeah. But they have to put him in there because Bullseye's like next to Kingpin is Daredevil's like yeah. next big. Enemy. I think we'll see him because Charlie Cox made reference to him when they're talking in interviews with him. You know, they I don't know how it came up, but essentially, what's the next villain you want to tackle? Yeah. And Bullseye was the name awesome. that came up. So I'm assuming we're going to see him. You know, I'm, I, I thought we were really going to see him in this season right. when they first announced it. Yeah. Um, I'm happy they didn't try to shoehorn him in, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. Because there was a lot going on already. And if yeah. you try to shoehorn another villain, right. another big time villain. Yeah. And They're both like precision kind of based characters when you have Punisher and exactly. Bullseye. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see there. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. We, you know, we talked a bit about, you know, Wilson Fisk's mm-hmm. Wilson Fisk. And um, what a great presence. Oh, just he was even better this time too. Yeah. And last season he was incredible. He's my favorite villain in the whole Netflix series. And this season he was even better for the short time that he had. Yeah, And yeah. we get him using the moniker Kingpin. Yeah. You know, he says it a yes. couple times. And yeah. he, he seems to be getting, coming into this whole Kingpin I, yeah. you know, ideology of, you know, I'm going to take over the prison. Yeah. And he seems to take over that prison fairly quick. Fairly quick. Oh. You know, for, yeah. you know, all, all of a sudden all the cops, when he's having that interaction with Puncher, which is another great oh, scene right man. and he, he's kind of you know him and Punisher are fighting and yep. they're kind of he's and you find out that he's the one that's kind of pulling the strings exactly. that made Punisher have that outburst yeah. in the um, in the courtroom yeah which is pure like true kingpin he's yeah. always the man pulling the strings exactly which I love that they nailed that in there right oh yeah and that love whole it. whole jail sequence with him it's just him tugging on people's emotions yes. right and playing people against each other exactly and, and when he used Punisher to to essentially propel him to the kingpin of yes. the jail by taking out Soblock D essentially. Yeah, yeah. All those characters. Oh man, yeah, incredible. So good, mm-hmm. so good. So we should jump into you know one of you know the pinnacles of the Daredevil series is the fight scenes. Yes, and this did not shy away from violence, and no. it picked up right where the last season left off. Oh my and god. And I think even went the next Oh, definitely. Off. Definitely. So we're starting to see like a lot more uh, Daryl's a lot more trained here, right? Yes. So, you know, the first, you know, season he's kind of this, you know, rumbler, he's Street fighting, fighter. kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And then he's doing a lot more flips. Oh, yeah, he, he has his classic finishing move where he yeah. does the flip and lands on the guy. That's straight out of the comics. He has the Billy Club action where he hits the lights out, which is yeah. right out of the comics, and yeah. I just I love it. So good. And how about that stairwell scene? Oh, the, the call back to, I think last ep- yeah. season was season, episode three as well. Yeah, it was. Oh the, my gosh. So they, they go one step. So they're it's three times longer. Yeah. Oh my God. And they're fighting God. through this and he's, and he's got a chain on one hand and yes, a gun on and the, the other. Gun on the other. <laughs> and wow. The best part is how it starts too, is he kind of pulls the gun up and clicks to let them know that there's no, there's no bullets in it. Yes. And he just smiles. Yeah. Oh, I, that oh, was man. that wasn't a full continuous shot. There's a couple times when a body flew yeah. across, yeah, and black. But I'd have to say it's composed. It's probably what a minute, two minutes long, or something like that. Yeah, it's probably composed of maybe two or three separate shots. Yeah, probably. which is uh, it's just the cinematography and how oh, it came down, falls down the stairs, and and there's just Jeez. so many guys, so much, and they oh, they always get you with that. Okay, it's almost done. Nope. And then it keeps going in and then yeah. more guys going after him. But the big, big guy tries taking him out and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And by the time he gets to the big guy, you feel like, how is he going to do this? Because you feel exhausted, yeah. right? God knows what Matt's feeling. And he, he goes through yeah. it and he, he does it. The way that was filmed was yeah. incredible. Yeah. And I don't know how they do it if they've got, you know, boom arms or stuff like that. Yeah. Or guys. And it wasn't shaky cam. No. It was like you could see everything was going on and the stunt guys are 
incredible oh, in just, that scene. I, I was joking with Courtney and I said they must have had Alejandro who did uh, Birdman and Revenant yeah. shoot the scene because he's he's famous for doing that uh, the whole continuous shot. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's just it is incredible. Loved it. Yeah, it took my breath away. And like yeah. the whole the whole series is full. Like Punisher gets a couple of really good fight oh, scenes. Yeah. So the one where he's in jail and he takes a, the entirety of the, the cell block and it's just brutal, brutal violence. Yes. And that's one thing that I know is more in this season. So last season it was a lot of, you know, bone crunching face punches yeah. and stuff like that. And the hits you really feel them in. Yeah. There. Yeah. But this was a lot more like weapon violence. Yes. So we had the size from Electra. Yeah. We had our Punisher with the guns, mm-hmm. the knives. And just like very close combat stuff for too. sure. The Billy Club now that yeah. Daredevil has the, the iconic Billy Club, which is a really cool move he did at the end with uh, Naboo, not Naboo, uh, Naboo, something, like that, something yeah. like that. It's also the Star Wars yeah. reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when he when he does the finishing move to him with the uh, with the Billy Club, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it's really cool that we got to see just enough swinging action from yeah. Daredevil, not to be like, oh, this guy's not Spider Man, but just enough to be like, yeah, he can maybe do that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it was a cool reference bringing in Melvin Potter and like. And like we, we haven't talked about costumes yet, but we yeah. can jump right into that um, after we talk a bit more about some of the hand fight scenes. Yeah, but uh, it was really cool to see him using his his weapons. I right? love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and and when he did he use it? Yeah, I think when he used it when he saved Night Nurse when she went out the window and he went yeah. up there. I, like that was done so well. Yeah, so yeah it's great. That was, that was reminiscent of the Joker Batman scene, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he flies out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard not to draw parallels to those for sure. of those two characters. For right? sure, for sure. I mean, Frank Miller took them both on too. Yeah, so they're, they're so similar. Exactly. Yeah. And so, in you know, towards the, the latter half, we see a lot more fight scenes with the hands, a lot of the ninja fight scenes, and we talked a bit about you know it was Daredevil trying to figure out how to fight them and that, and yeah, you know, a lot more you know flips and jumps and oh yeah the, very like, acrobatic like they must have worked for months on the choreography for, some for sure scenes, right for sure i have one nitpick and i know it's minor like it can't be perfect and it doesn't really bother me that much but there are a couple times you notice daredevil's taking on this guy and you can see the hand in the background just kind of waiting yeah it's like just jump in there already you know and yeah. they wait for their turn to there's, fight there's a couple <laughs> times where, where my wife was sitting there and she's like there's 15 guys around. Why don't they all just jump in? I was like, no, no. It's an honor thing. Like, Naboo's sold them like... Sold. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay back. You know, this is... I got this. This is my fight. And there's all these guys with these huge katanas. Like, one guy can just reach in and go whoop. Yeah. That <laughs> That's a really cool scene too when uh, Daredevil... Actually, I guess it's just Matt Murdock took on the young kind of hand guy and he yeah. shot him with the arrow, but then Electra came in and just finished him yeah. off. Like I was like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, so we had yeah. a lot of like throat cutting too. Yeah, like, a lot just of that blood and yeah, like, just like a lot more than last season. So, <laughs> yeah. Again, this is you know very much rated R. Like <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, no swearing or anything definitely, like that. Yeah. But... Uh, Frank getting drilled by the, oh. the, the Irish guy. Wow, and that's a lot of stuff that they usually do off screen, right? It's yeah. a lot. Of, it's very implied. Like you have the guy with the, the drill, but all they showed his foot, and you hear the bones crunching. Oh, yeah, I don't know how he ever walked. I know. Oh, that's brutal. And even the Irish guy, when he was first introduced and he takes out his buddy yeah. in the eye, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets uh, a shot of, uh, I think, whiskey after that. So <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, always a big thing with, with comic book TV shows and movies like this that is the costumes. Yes. And how they're pulled from the comics and portrayed in, you know, particularly in the Netflix series, a more grounded and grittier, we'll kind of use these, these terms here, mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. Um, you know, the cinematic universe is a bit more you know pulling directly from the comics we get some more of these brighter colors for and sure that. and this it's a little more toned down mm-hmm. what do you think of the revamped daredevil costume loved this costume yeah. i love it's it's john ramada jr <laughs> i know you're not a fan but um you know i i loved it i love the eyes how they did them it's just like that kind of like that clean red shot yeah. or, or lens 
and it had a little bit more flexibility and it was actually molded to his body it looked yeah. like this time it didn't look like he's just wearing like this football jersey yeah. it's actually molded to him it gave him a lot of flexibility and the color really worked you know in those shots where it's dark the red still kind of shine just enough to be like it's a red figure yeah. you know I, I love this color it's one of my favorite MCU costume designs and they, they've sure. revamped the helmet as well exactly so they did the very similar thing they did with Captain America and Avengers they yes. took off the ears yes because before it looked like a, almost like a motorcycle helmet-ish yeah. sort of thing with the big ears and they've taken that off mm-hmm. and exposed that part of him and streamlined it. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. It's awesome. And they fixed the nose because yeah. the nose was an issue. Yeah. And I think they fixed it on both costumes because in yeah. season one it looked not so good. And then this season his original costume was still fixed with the nose. And the second costume just looked incredible. Yeah, it was really cool how they kind of they, they played up like, oh, this helmet's busted. Yeah. That scene where he had it was all kind of fixed. Yeah. This is why he's getting the new helmet, exactly. right? It wasn't just like, yeah, I don't like this anymore. It's like you know, it's not, not. It's more of a you know functional thing. Serves a purpose, and, yeah, right? Exactly. Functional, like you said. And I really like the guy they have. You know that tailors his costume. Yeah, Melvin hey, Potter. The, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. I think he was in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Actually, was oh, he? Was he? I think he played uh, that evil psychopath uh, Zex or whatever. Oh, interesting. If you guys out there know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, I really like the idea of what he did for him. You know, giving him the Billy Club, yeah. hooking up Electra. Yeah, loved what they did with him. Yeah, yeah, he's so he becomes a gladiator too. You know when he pulls off his. Uh, his yeah. t-shirt. So that's the gladiator symbol. Right. Yes, oh, okay. and he picks up the the saw blade, and oh. that's part of his whole shtick as well. Cool. So and he, like I noticed he's a big dude. Too. Yeah, 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 he's a really big guy. Yeah. yeah. And so it'd be interesting yeah. to see if they develop that character. Okay, so that's funny because like he he did the whole thing, and I was like, what's what's going on with this? Yeah, but that's so, cool. So and I'm not super reference. familiar. I just went on because I he opened it, and I kind of I knew who the character was, and yeah. the, one of the first images when you Google is that, that same symbol nice. on his chest. And that That's sort of really cool. So and like you said, yeah, he hooks up Electra. she gets more of a, a functional fighting costume. Definitely, yeah. With maybe some more stab-proof stuff, but yeah. still a lot of exposed skin. <laughs> yeah. But, it didn't really work out for her, really, I guess. No. <laughs> and then my favorite costume is the we, we alluded to it before we're talking about puncher there yeah was when we finally get frank oh, castle man. in his long trench coat yes the white skull the body armor perfect all that and i got giddy when so when he went into that back room with all the guns with in the that, barn or whatever yeah and then you saw the vest oh and man. it looked you kind of see it you could see the punisher skull in it yes i was just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. like, this is this is incredible i can't believe that they're like no they Again, they they found a way mm-hmm. to make these costumes believable. Yeah, like, it's not just a guy being like like you said, like here's a t shirt or I'm this <laughs> yeah. gray skull on my chest and stuff like that. Yeah, and so I thought that was really cool. I thought they're gonna go away because in the one of the, either the Iraq or Afghanistan war, yeah, um, a lot of the soldiers and this is in that movie I think when they kill Bin Laden maybe one of them where okay. they use the Punisher skull is one of their symbols. Oh, I can't remember what movie that that's in. Anyway, so but but in the actual war, there's yeah. a lot of soldiers that had that Punisher skull sprayed oh, wow. on their chest, and I thought they're going to pull from that. Right, it'd be like, oh, you know, this is something that they've carried through and whatever. Mm-hmm. And but no, I really liked how they came up with it. Yeah. It wasn't like, and they waited quite late, and I was yes. like, you get a little glimpse, and then you get a really nice glimpse when he's when he makes his return back, definitely back up on the roof. There. Yeah, and I love you know when he's up on the roof and he's. He's making his shots, and he could, he could take out that guy, but he leaves it, and he he whispers something to Daredevil, only knowing that Daredevil could yeah, hear him. Yeah, see know? around, right? Exactly, knowing yeah. that he could hear him, right? So I really like that. Yeah, I like the the chemistry they have and um, the friendship. Yeah, that's awesome. Made, right? Yeah. Yeah. So leaning into that a bit on this final battle, so yes. there's a lot of build up. We knew something big was happening. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the final battle, as far as you know, a culmination of this kind of hand chased 
Daredevil Electra sort of thing. You know, did yeah. it go the way you expected, or were you expecting something? No, I, I did expect a little something more. Yeah. Again, uh, season one, the final battle between Fisk and and Murdoch was a little uh, low for yeah. me. And they kind of did it again in this one. Like, I, I mentioned I did like the whole Billy Club thing that he did. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. But besides that, it was it was nothing else that we haven't seen. We've seen a lot of the those those fist fights already. Yeah, in this exactly. Season. So I wasn't really blown away. And again, you know, when when Electra went down, everybody stopped and paused and watched yeah. those two kind of you know figure yeah. things out. So uh, yeah, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite episode actually. It wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't like my favorite, no. right? And the fight scene scene as well yeah and I, i'd have to agree i was expecting so they they show these images and they have this moment in that stairwell right yeah there's all these hand guys below and they show like must be 50 or, or so these these other guys jumping on the roofs and that yeah i'm expecting this massive battle right and we only get 10 or 15 hand soldiers that they actually fight i don't yeah. know where the rest of them went and you know i know maybe people wouldn't have liked this or whatever i was Fully, fully expecting yeah. a Punisher, Electra, Daredevil full team up back to back. Oh, for sure, hand. for sure. I would I, totally love that. I I like almost oh, Avengers esque, yeah. right? Yeah. And as soon as I saw all these 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 hand soldiers running, I'm thinking, I'm going to my wife. I'm like, I know exactly going what's going to happen. I thought Punisher was going to show up. Yeah, he was going to tell them to hit the deck, and he was going to mow down, take the, out like fifty and, of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them with a Gatling gun and just. Boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. I was ex- yeah, I was, and you know when the the lieutenant's down on the ground, he's like, you know, I want the big lights on here and here and here. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like this, like there, it's up, it's dark, and all of a sudden it goes boom, 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 all lights come on, yeah. and then they realize how many people are around. Yeah, and then Daredevil comes and just mows them all down, and then he's just like, I've done my piece, I'm out. Yeah, and then you have that last fight where it's. It's, uh, is it Nobu or Nobu or something? I think Nobu or, yeah, Nobu. Yeah, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the way I thought it was going to go. So, yeah. And I was really hoping for this, like, big team up. And I really we, wanted that too. We do get Daredevil, or sorry, I keep getting them. <laughs> we do get Punisher, you know, making an appearance. Yeah. But it's, it's very short lived. Yes, it is. And it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I was no. expecting a much bigger battle. Yeah. And maybe they're saving stuff like this for a Defenders, Defenders that's true. or something like that's this, true. right? But it was just like a nod. No, yeah, exactly. It was like, I'm here, yeah. and I'm here, uh, I'll be around, you know, and then you see the people notice him too, and he's kind of like this figure or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that would have been really cool to have, you know, Electra, Daredevil, Punisher back to back. You know, you could have her throwing the side, you could have him shooting, you could have Daredevil whipping that yeah. club, and it would have been awesome. And just like a, like a hot, just, you know, that Avengers Exactly, scene, yeah, right? I know exactly. You're going right around them yeah. in a circle, oh, and they're yeah. kind of backed up into a corner. Oh, yeah, I, I would have ate that up. Oh yeah, Definitely. that would have been like straight out of the comics. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, and Definitely. it didn't happen. Which yeah. you know, I have to say, I have to agree. It, it was a bit of a let- relative to the other fight scenes, particularly yeah. some of the big ones. It was a bit of a letdown. It was me. a step back, almost. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that. That was what that and the blacksmith reveal. Yeah, were my two kind of nitpicks. I loved it all. Yeah, but those are the two areas where I was kind of like, ah, I was expecting a little more yeah. from that. Especially and, because when we saw Daredevil season one take on the boo. Yeah, you know that was an awesome fight that was yeah. like really epic and here we got a rehash and it was like a downgrade yeah exactly fight, so yeah it was interesting because that's something that we've had already visited at yeah what you're saying so. what do you think of a stick finishing the job though i was cool i thought yeah. it was kind of you know again it's one of these situations right like, place right time. <laughs> like why how is stick there on the right side of the building and you know how did he get out of the chair it's yeah like, it's fine you know mm-hmm. it's it's a it's you know it's not something that you're gonna Maybe it's good that Stick finished him off. Yeah, you do have looser 
kind of plot holes here, and I think that might be one of them. That yeah. he just all of a sudden showed up and was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see you later." Yeah, but yeah, he's he probably the right guy to finish it off. Yeah, again, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. A bit contrived, I think. <laughs> but we had you know some cliffhanger endings yeah. here coming out of this. You know, so we had the big fight, and then we have you know Punisher walking off. Yeah, and then we see kind of him go back to his house. Yeah. Burns it down, so disconnecting himself, right, from the rest of the world. Yeah. He seemingly decided to take on this this the Punisher moniker. Mm. You know, he he knows what he's gonna be. Mm. He's kind of he's almost at to some degree closed the loop on his family. Yes. You know, he he feels I'm gonna say somewhat at peace Mm -hmm. with that he's gotten his revenge, but now he has his next task. So I think he's he's seemingly disconnecting himself from Frank Castle. Yeah. Bracing Punisher from here on in. Yeah. yeah. And we see him pull out the micro. Yes. So micro, so, so there's a nice reference to him in Ages of Shield, well, at least you think, but he's basically kind of like his gadget guy. Yeah. So right. he gets some weapons and stuff like that. So I think there's a little micro thing as well with Karen Page we saw too, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. yeah. And then also we have, you know, we already talked about Electra yeah. um, and this whole resurrection thing. I know we talked about it last week. <laughs> there was a very, very small part of me that was thinking, She's going to turn into a scroll. She's going to turn into a scroll. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what if they got Robert Downey Jr. to show yeah. up and him or something? And I was like, oh my God, this would blow my brain Mind apart. blown. If all of a sudden, like, she's just laying there. And, like, even if, like, it didn't happen in, in the cast of the river, it took a long time to take effect. And she's sitting in that tomb, and all of a sudden you just see her face. Just she shrivel get, up. She gets the, the, the four wrinkles in the chin or something. I yes. would have lost oh, my brain. Man. I know they don't have the rights, and yeah. I know it doesn't really fit. But I was like... There's a small because in the comics it's Electra. This is the, the first one. Yeah, exactly. And yes. I was like, could they do it? Oh, yeah, it would have so been good. incredible. Oh, that would have been just incredible. So, how do you rate this season compared to last season? Yeah, I preferred it more. I yeah. like this season uh, more. Um, I think last season I gave it about a seven point five. It's at that point it still wasn't my favorite superhero show on TV. I was actually yeah. still a Flash guy. I, yeah. I, I love that show. Um, going with this though, right now this. This is probably a solid nine. I yeah. get a nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have yeah, to. I'm right up there with you. Yeah, too. I love it. Um, I don't know if it's because it's so fresh, right? Or because you know I didn't go back and revisit Daredevil because a lot of time commitment already. Yeah, for sure. And but I think because we're out of the origin story, yes. of Daredevil, and we're in full costume, and we're into beatdown brawls, and they're advancing the story at a breakneck pace. Yes, I think that's why I loved it. And the introduction of the characters and stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah, I have to agree. This is my favorite. Single season of any comic book awesome. TV show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Agree. And I really love the bridging of the gap between Foggy now working for the firm in Jessica Jones. Uh, what's her name again? Uh, Hager? Hoger? Yeah, Hager. Hager? Ha- H- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him working for that firm now. Whether yeah. that's going to last, I don't know. But I like how we have, we're probably going to see Foggy show up in Jessica Jones season yeah. two. Yeah. Exactly. And that is it. Perfect segue into the next nice, bit. Nice, nice. <laughs> Easter eggs to the wider MCU. Yes. And so this thing is just chock full of little little easter eggs oh, yeah. you know and i found that they didn't spend as much time and even daredevil and jessica jones don't do this a lot it's very very subtle references to the larger cinematic mcu exactly right? um whereas shows like agent carter and agents of shield spend a lot of time making sure you know this is in the same universe yeah where this is like little things here and there yeah and no real references to the last the most the last big events yeah particularly like the stuff in washington winter soldier or, or and sokovia even. right exactly so there's a few mentions of the incident yeah. which is assumed to be the the chitauri invasion in new york yeah because there's the bulletin i saw again where it's like stark tower now something. ruined or something yeah like yeah and it's like very minor, like yeah. You barely see it. Yeah, we were on that a couple of times. Yeah, just, and because you can see next to that one too is a cyber tech. 
Yeah, I was wondering about that. So yeah. Cybertech's the, the company that is involved in creating the Deathlock program, oh. which is the Deathlock is in Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. He's he's the bad guy, isn't he? The... He's he's good and bad. Like oh, so okay. he's the guy he's kind of like a he's almost like cyborg. Cyborg, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so and then even in um, Ben Ulrich's office, which Karen Page eventually it seems to become this journalist or yeah. whatever. You can see in the back, and this was in season one as well, yeah. the reference to the Harlem incident, which is Incredible Hulk, yes. and then the Battle of New York as well. Yes, I saw that. I like that. Were you expecting more nods or references to Civil War or this impending kind of superhero registration act? Yeah, no, I wasn't really. I was expecting a little bit more tie-ins to like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. I was expecting more stuff in the TV realm yeah. as opposed to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did, yeah, like you said, we saw some stuff for Jessica Jones. Yeah. Jessica Jones was uh, name-dropped right yes. out. Yes, The firm's reference that D.A. Reyes was also at the end, in the end of Jessica Jones. Yeah. But I was, I was kind of expecting maybe a bit more of a nod mm-hmm. to... Civil War, or yeah. something coming. Something kind of leading into it, eh? And so I kind of went more abstract in thinking about this and kind of thought, you know, maybe it's more of, of a theme that's relating to Civil War as opposed to a direct tie-in. Cool. And I was thinking it. more like this idea of escalation, mm-hmm. right? So we have Daredevil makes his appearance in Hell's Kitchen, right? Yeah. And then the next step up is your Punisher yes. and your Electras, yeah. which take everything and escalate this whole idea of vigilantes and superheroes, yes. right? Which is very similar to what's happening in the cinematic portion of it, right? Right. You start off with, you know, this, you know, somewhat confined invasion in New York, mm-hmm. and then you have similar size sort of uh, thing in Washington with Winter Soldier, and then you have Sokovia country yes. level, and then we're going, you know, even bigger in Civil War. Yeah. It's this idea of as we go through this, as we grow, kind of the superhero community. Everyone seems to be escalating, right? Yes. And now we're getting to the point where we have guys that are going out and killing people, yeah. particularly Punisher, Electra, stuff like that. And then on kind of the cinematic side, you're going out and you're not having any restraints, and that's leading to more casualties. Right. And so it's this idea of starting to question, you know, as everything escalates out, who's actually keeping, you know, these people in check? Who's, exactly. who's responsible? you know, to, to guide these people and, you know, who do these people answer to? Yeah. And so that's kind of how I'm thinking how this is tying in more is, right? Oh, it's this idea of escalation. Yeah. And that's the only way I could really, because I was expecting more of something like, oh, there's a superhero registration act yeah. coming and you better watch out yeah. for Daredevil. Yeah. And, you know, that would have been very heavy handed. <laughs> yeah. And probably not the way to go about it. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, th- I thought it was, that was kind of the, like I said, the more abstract way I was looking at yeah. this. Is no, that, I like that though. Yeah. Is, is, and that's how you're tying into this whole thing. And Yeah. But do you think you're going to see any of these guys show up in either Civil War or Infinity War? You know, at first when I heard about this idea, I thought for sure, okay, this is a way to bring in the street level guys, the street street cred guys, and introduce them to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But now as I think about it, I don't see it happening. I don't see, you know, um, Infinity War. Yeah. I don't see them, Cap being like, you know, calling the reserves and calling yeah. in. Uh, Daredevil or Jessica I just don't see them taking on these guys I think they're going to keep them pretty separated you know they'll drop little hints but I don't think we're ever going to see Matt Murdock uh, team up with Spidey as much as I, I dropped that idea the other day yeah. and I love that I, I don't think we're going to ever see them join and, and as big as characters these are you know, I know a lot of people love these guys but I, I don't think we're going to see them on the big screen yeah, it's, yeah I think it's a bit of a pipe dream for us as, yeah. as fans and stuff like that but the only thing I could put together in my head, I'm like, so again, last week we talked about kind of Infinity, that event that happened a couple of years ago, 2013. Yeah. And how you have this cosmic battle going on, but then you also have an Earth-based battle. Yes. So in my head, I'm thinking like, 
okay, maybe the Avengers or part of them go off world. Yeah. It's fighting Thanos army somewhere else mm-hmm. along with the Guardians or something like that. And then you have this invasion at the same time happening on Earth. Right. And maybe you have these three level guys. Exactly. Like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Yeah, Daredevil. And Daredevil, even Electra Punisher, stuff like that. For sure. So uh, there's, I just have this small hope inside of me that's just like, all I want is a pan yeah. to Hell's Kitchen oh, and you see man. them fighting Thanos. Yes. That's all I need, right? It'd be awesome. You need, you know, it's a, 30 second scene and I know I've spoken about this before and I, I you know I've talked about it and stuff like that but as we build towards this and as the love for these characters grow yeah. it's going to be so hard to keep them out of the film exactly but it's tough too because Daredevil's doing such a good job of keeping like big time powers away like you know they're, they're trying to balance out the mysticism yeah and if you were to show like an alien come in there now, it's gonna throw everything off because it's like this. They, the, the writers worked so hard to keep this world very yeah. Christopher Nolan like, and then a movie comes along and it's like, boom, there's a scroll, and then you're, yeah. you're kind of like, wait a second. So yeah. how does season four work now after they just took on? It's tough. Like I want to, I want it to happen, yeah. but it's it, I don't see it how they're gonna do it at the same time. You know? Yeah, but there's gonna yeah. be acknowledging there's some like how do you go to. through like a say an impending or a Thanos invasion and yeah. not acknowledge it right? exactly. And you could do what they've done like oh yeah there was an alien invasion and that's why we got this rent so cheap right yeah. in the first yeah. season right yeah. So I don't know we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Let's wait and see yeah yeah I think they're they're gonna focus on the Defender building yeah and we'll see how. How that works out. So we got another piece kind of at the end of, uh, if you've kind of made it through all 13 episodes, right at the end we got yeah. a little teaser, Luke Cage. It's yeah. on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, super small. Super, yeah. super small. Very short. Yeah. And again, it's introducing. So we got Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. Yeah. My favorite character in that series. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah same here. And so he's got his own standalone. So we get a little teaser there. Yeah. And it's pretty funny, you know, he's yeah. shooting them and he says, oh, you guys haven't heard of me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm tired yeah. of people shooting holes. Yeah, tired of buying new clothes. Yeah. Or something like, I thought it was like they dropped like the Nas track on there and I thought that's pretty cool yeah and I like the logo it's like right on the comments yeah and it they changed it up from what it was before I think yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah 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 I, I like it again you know Daredevil season two I highly recommend here from yeah. us the nerd room this is an excellent piece to this ever-growing puzzle that is the Netflix series oh yeah and you know it looks like well, I think Luke Cage comes out in September yes yeah, so we seemingly get them every six months now yeah which that's is cool I'm happy with yeah that's so, awesome you know leading out of this is we get Luke Cage and then I think we're gonna get Iron Fist. Yes. And then back to Jessica Jones or, or Defenders. Defenders, maybe. So yeah. they're at this point now. It's like, what do you do? Because you've got so much momentum behind Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You've got your momentum coming out of Jessica Jones season one. Yeah. You know, how long do you wait? You know, if we wait, if they're only doing two a year, mm-hmm. next year we get Iron Fist and Defenders, maybe. Yeah. And then it's not till the year after we get Daredevil season three. Exactly. Like, that's a long wait. That's a long wait. And, and and who do you think you put as the big bad for the Defenders? Is it the idea you go with like Wilson Fisk and Elektra and like maybe introduce somebody else? The Bullseye or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or, or, like or do you lo- save that for just Daredevil himself? It's Yeah, it's going to yeah. be tough to see who they go up against because you almost have to do a kingpin sort of thing and yeah. then bringing in, you know, maybe lieutenants of some sort. Mm-hmm. But again, you've got to have some larger army for them to punch, right? Exactly. You, go, you always have to have, especially when you have these team-ups. And you, you're always going to see this. And people complain about this sometimes is that yeah. – you always get this superhero battle at the end where you fought all the Ultron bots yeah. or you fought all the Chitari. And I'm sure in Batman vs. Superman, there's going to be some sort of... Oh, yeah. We didn't get Doomsday, but eventually we're going to get some sort of dark side army or something oh, yeah. like that, right? Yeah. That they have to fight. Because otherwise, it's just you know six guys trying to beat up one guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just comic book stuff, right? Yeah. You need kind of these armies, these mindless Absolutely. drones. And you see that yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. You see it in Star Wars. You see it yeah. in everything. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's all over. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see 
what they're building towards. They seem to be really building up Wilson Fisk. Yes. And I imagine, or I'm hoping at least, they continue to do this in the subsequent episode or series. Yeah. Is they build his character because they could, if they're propping him up to be, you know, he's in jail for however long, right? Right. And if they're doing this kind of timeline where each series is a year apart from each other, something like that, mm-hmm. you could run out Wilson Fisk prison time by the time you get to Defenders, right? Yeah, that's true. And it's just, you know, what they do there. So I think coming out of this, it looks like Marvel television is geared towards producing awesome content. Yeah. You know, they've they've proven themselves now with three different series. Well, two seasons of Daredevil, one Jessica Jones. Yeah. And I think they're going to do the same with Luke Cage. Yeah. If they can build that momentum through, you know, I think, again, we have just another source of awesome content. Exactly. It's, it's, It's great. I love it. I love what they're doing. And you know what the cool thing is too now? Um, I guess, I wonder how it works with Netflix, but since Marvel and is kind of sharing Spider-Man or Sony is sharing Spider-Man with Marvel, I wonder if they could ever borrow, you know, I'm not saying necessarily Norman Osborn, but villains now from the Spider-Man-verse into the Daredevil. Because Spider-Man and Daredevil go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, those guys. So if you could see someone pop, like a tombstone or somebody pop up cool. in Daredevil, it'd be pretty Yeah, that'd sweet. be interesting to see if they extend those. Because it's guys like that that they probably never use yeah. in a Spider-Man movie. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's, you know, can they take some of those minor, or can yeah. Marvel just say, you know, we'll take these guys and you guys can have this. Exactly. Whatever, Here's the enforcers. Right? Here's Duke yeah. Tombstone or whatever, right? And so that'd yeah. be pretty cool to develop that. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how they go with these, these series. Yeah. That's good stuff. You know, yeah. great stuff coming up. We got Batman vs Superman coming oh, up. Oh yeah. It's coming up guys. We got two, two days. days. So, you know, We'll give we'll forgive you guys off. You you wait to listen to the podcast because it drops on the same day as the, yeah. <laughs> as, as Batman vs Superman and all that. And uh, you know we're hoping that uh, Sunday can make it back. Yeah, because you know we we all know he's been waiting for this to come uh, out. Yeah, that's that's his movie right there. Years and years and years, and he's been pumping this, and he's been the uh, the super fanboy behind. Yeah, this, the you know? ambassador. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hope to have him back, and hope to have maybe a couple other guys to do maybe more of a panel review. Sweet. Uh, next week will probably be almost all discussion on Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I would say so. Right through, because it's going to be a lot to talk about. Two and a half hours. Yeah. And we hope all you guys can get out there and see it. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. us know what you guys think. You can always reach us on uh, hashtag Enter the Nerd Room. So yeah. Let us know your thoughts on anything Daredevil season two. Batman v Superman. If you guys know anything that we don't know, I'm sure there's tons of things. Yeah. Let us know. Just send us a hashtag. Yeah, I'm sure there's Easter eggs and stuff like that we missed. You know, I know we yeah. didn't even talk about the Roxxon Corporation. Yeah, and yeah, stuff that's like right. that. And yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff. You know, it's you could you could spend and there's all sorts of YouTube videos and stuff like that yeah. that pull at Easter eggs and stuff like that. Definitely. And you know, it's gonna be fun to now go watch those. I I try to stay away from some of that stuff. Yeah. Because I don't want to influence my opinion and what I say. Because I don't yeah. want people to call so and be like, "Oh, you're just copying whatever." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to stay from that. So I'm gonna go back now and watch some of those yeah. videos and see yeah, call. What, what I missed and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. All right, guys. Until next week, go check out Batman vs. Superman. Cannot wait to review it. But for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We miss you, Sanjay. Sanjay, come back. Uh, Shut the door. uh, (laughs) Oh, man, it's awful. (laughs) We're out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87 <laughs> <laughs>